0: My name is Lawrence, Kemeka Lawrence, a law student from the University of Calabar, River State, Nigeria. Hey guys, my name is Ruby Akiri and I'm a student of the University of Benin. My name is Wala Marachi
1: and I'm a 400 level student of Pensandoza University.
0: Okay, so my name is Malumi Adeboye and I am from the University of Benin. My name is Onajiti and I'm a student of the University of U. My name is Odo Jesuko Biro I'm a law student of at Ethan State University, the Campus. My name is Mimaka Junwai from the University of Otakot and this is the Ghani 360 Podcast. Um, good day all and Sunday. Sunday, my name is Oko Kemeka Lawrence. A Part law student from the University of And you are welcome to another episode of the Los Angeles 360 Podcast. Um, actually, this broadcast is actually going to be like a conversation. We uh, are going to be discussing the number one thing and the breaking news that is happening um, in Nigeria. Presently, um, to all Nigerian law students, basically everybody is waiting for the day or the D-day where they will surely get to hear the news that probably the actual strike is over. So basically, now today's series on our podcast talking about how to maximize their social strike for a better chance and in doing this we have our amigo guest in our midst we have the best man of job and so please, We have the platform so please, can you give us a different introduction of yourself uh,
1: thank you very much Lawrence for the opportunity uh, and uh, hello to everyone listening I name is my company is our I'm a lawyer in the law firm of Dodo Mambelosan here out there in I graduated from the Nigerian Law School in 2021, and I graduated from the University in 2019. Uh, it's interesting, this conversation, and uh, I find it to be a privilege to share my insights on what I
0: think about this emerging issue. Thank you so much, sir. We really appreciate it. It's really um, amazing to have you with us, sir. Yeah, the pleasure is mine. Thank you. So, sir, um, to begin, the Academic Staff Union of University, ASU, actually has been on a legal strike for months now. And looking at the nature of ASU itself, ASU is a body that was established, um, Academic Staff Union of University was established in the year 1978, of course, to replace the um, the National Association of Nigerian Teachers that was established in 1965. And among other things, the aim of this um, body has been to promote the relationship that exists between academic staff and its employers and to also um, make possibilities for the freedom of the educational sector from um, political affairs. And in a bit to achieve all of this and to meet up with the first century educational standard, it has always been at aid with the federal government. And most times, they earliest resort to strike actions, Just like they say that when um are fighting, it is the grass that suffers the most. Of course, we, the students here, we are the grass. So uh, And since inception, Ashua has gone on strike for over a period of 17 times now. And cumulatively, we can talk about four years. Like, a cumulative period of about four years now we have actually been on strike. And the longest of this strike happened to be um, the nine-month strike that was last year, 2021, over the IPPS issues, and then, then, now we're still having all this strike. Of course, according to um, research, according to Vanguard, we know that Nigeria has over 49 universities and sorry, 49 federal universities and 54 state universities and one of their nine private universities. That's over 212 universities as it stands now. For all the federal. Uh, universities and most of the state universities are part of ASO as a body and it has made um, its victims uh, Nigeria students have become the victims of this um, ASHO strike, being that the school is part of ASO. But the major concern here is the common strike action that began since February 14 and from what we have this strike action there is pos- there's a possibility that it has to end like, after the six months. For Saturday, the 3 strike, the national 3 strike, the second phase of the three-month strike is supposed to end August 14, 2022, which is this year, that should be a total of six months. But we don't even know if that will be possible. And currently, we know that the actual chairman, um, of Emmanuel Mustadeki and the union, they have been um requesting that the federal mm-hmm. government meet their demands for over a trillion euro. and the Minister of Labour, Dr. Chris mm-hmm. have had several deliberations with the union and. Germans, and yet, they have still not been able to um, come to a conclusion. So even with Nigeria, we don't know our fate as to how this, or what will be the end of this actual strike. And seeing the current situation of the country, and the focus of the oncoming election that is coming on, of course, APC and PDP, definitely PDP just conducted its primaries, and it seems that everything, everything is going towards the, um, the primary election, or rather the general election that is coming up. In fact, we are not yet certain that we might resume school until after this election. And of course, election is supposed to hold February and April. So, if K is not taken, this might also be the longest strike. And although the Polytechnic counterpart, which is ASU, has recently made progress and its members will resume school, um, I think this week. But we don't know about ASU. We don't know what uh, these ASU meetings and several deliberations hold for us. So, so, I would like to know. What's your take on this constant? You are going to associate?
1: Oh, well, I like the fact that you took your time to explain the history, and brief overview of the strike, because for for your listener, it may be it may be quite sudden to just jump into the middle of the discussion. So it was good. around to how we are here or rather why we are here. But with that being said, my take on the current of the strike is that there is no generation of students or, or students that are passed and joining the that have not suffered on day of strike. Some witness strikes as many as two times, three times, some have extra years people their plans that maybe their postgraduate plans have been because of them. Uh, one of these strike actions. My, the sad thing there is that this strike is a result of a of political to cool you, to make the education system not just independent, but to grow at the internationally recognised pace. So, the politics and ongoing is really because of the, the issues here. The, the government for so long has I don't know, so for the reason known to them, have failed to fund the schools appropriately, to give them autonomy over financing, to let these schools determine the pace of those you know, policies that they need to implement, and such educational strategies. So because of the deep rooted politicization that we involved, to be fair, these schools themselves are not without blame. They're not without blame because I like to think that Nigerian academia has been invaded by politics. So the politics is both external and internal. And when you have all these things of events going on, there is the possibility, as we see now, of neglecting the most important thing, which is the welfare of the students, which is this intellectual growth of the students. So my take is that government at the central and at the state level need to wake up and say, let us put an end to this. Let us find a common ground, a long term solution. And what is the long term solution? It's because rocket science. Get all, the, get all the stakeholders to sit at the one table. Focus on one of the primary things, which is financing. Right? Yes, sir. So in the finance, if available, if the finances liberalized, you see that ideas will you see that policies will be implemented at very quick pace. But because of the politics and the fact that people use the resources to, to play chess games, every year we keep, we keep having back and forth, you know, who who says what, who says this and, and it's inconsiderable to think that schools cannot, you know, get money, get funded, they have to go back in hand. And when when billions are considered, the only power they have is to strike action. The more intense the action, it shows the unwillingness of the government to cooperate. So, this is just my brief take on it. The solution is there, but to take political weight another question. And you can see that the focus is on elections, on holding political office, and that is the problem with the system. So people are more concerned about holding their speeds than developing the system. And at the end of the day, the students are suffering. So let's just hope that someone somewhere is listening and understand that it's time to take action, it's time to let this issue be put to rest and let our let our education system
0: stand going forward. Very sir. Thank you so much. You now over the years this has strike us in something that we just wish you no know, most times even with students does. We don't want to understand what this ASU, most of us just know what is ASU all about? In fact, is it possible for, for the federal government to end ASU? So it no, it's mean, not possible. No, it's not possible. Yeah, of okay. course. Okay. A lot of the yeah, the
1: constitutional implication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the constitutional the, the union that is legally formed under the Trade Unions Act, and uh, by virtue of the Constitution, people have a right to to form such association, and the government are not uh in pe in P- in pure that type of association. So the truth is also can be is very also is in my view, in my view, the last hope of some of the stakeholder world. Because imagine if they're not organizing to the tele- union, there is really no single voice. But that is not to say that there is no reasonable approach to the whole strike. Maybe there could be a better there could be a better way. Of handling the negotiation without this prolonged strike, you know. But then you also go to the question of saying, or, or, or of the of the parties involved trying to reach an amicable solution and put the interest of the students
0: first. Very true, sir. Thank you. Okay, so Um, you know, um, this strike also has not actually been without effect on Nigerian students. You know, um, students now are getting tired of schools, the extension of course years unproductiveness, and so many other things that uh, this astral strike has caused. So I want to ask, what other uh, effects do you think that this astral strike has already caused on Nigerian students, or like what are the effects of this astral strike on we Nigerian students?
1: Well, the question there is speaking number,
0: how many, how many number of
1: effects do you want us to talk about, because there are so many negative effects of the strike on students, and you must also then have the advantage of age on their side. You know, some people might find that to, even if you go to the event at a very young age, you will plan your life such that you know that by so, so and so years you should believe in the university system and facing your life. You know, it's interesting to know that many of them the potential and even the current breadwinners of their family. Meaning that once they have projected that period, In terms of graduates, they they hope to get a job soon and start working. And you see that that time frame, that projection, has been truncated automatically. Then you look at the productivity, productivity side of things. Being at home, staying at home, staying away from a learning environment, ultimately affects your interest in study, interest in intellectual activity and it boosts your productivity to the fans. Oh, yes sir. So when we, we are not productive for a very long period of time, it becomes a challenge to settle into the school system again. And that's why when school resumes, the, the universities will often take their good of rushing the exams. And when you rush the exam, that would be definitely great to draw. Yeah. Very few students are maintained that I don't extend the Even the best students will also feel the effect. Then of course there is the there have to be first off, you know, maybe trying wanting to when you have too much time in your hands, you want to put your hand on you two things, negative things that may not really go well for you. You know, there's a tendency of without being critical, wanting to hang up to some people.
0: Because there's just
1: much time on your hands, right? So then there's that that risk. Then there's a problem there's a problem again in terms of financing. Right. Students who are out of the school who have needs that they need to take care of. You have expenses to make, you have living expenses to make, you have to eat, you have to buy clothes, you have to take care of your day to day needs. When you are out of the school environment, the bills will increase for your parents or your guidance, sort of, in a way. And when those bills are increased, you see that the economic problem is now highlighted. So these are the few things I can think of. But there are so many negative effects. In fact, there are even fallout or consequential effects from the strike. There's the mental health aspect, right? Because mental health is one underrated aspect of strike action and some of the interruption in Nigerian schools and lenders. Because students, West they are to the fence, when they are around their future, it affects them by causing anxiety, by causing even depression, not knowing what your fate is. Sometimes you see that your peers in the private university have moved maybe one, two levels ahead of you and you're still there. you probably 200, 200, 200 levels waiting for this track to be called off. It has a mental tone. So this effect and so many more, are what I believe some of the it is always negative. The effects are negative. There may be positive, but you can bet that the negative aspect of the strength. Outweigh other positive follows. and okay. then to of course we lead to the next point that we are going to discuss about.
0: That's right. Thank you so much. You now I was at some time I was thinking of this positive um, effect of the shock and the negative effect, but at least you, you came to it, the tandem that of course the negative effect at this particular time outweighs that of the positive effect, and that's actually true for we Nigerian students. I don't think there's, even if, if after there's a positive effect, we, we can't, it would just basically be one or two things, but of course, the negative effects are countless, This strike.
1: Yeah, the, the positive effect would come in for those who maybe are privileged, or who maybe have certain resources at their disposal, or certain information at their disposal, but on the level playing field, you can see that it is
0: largely negative. That's true. All right, thank you so much, sir. So to the next question. Uh, what's your suggestion? Seeing the uh, effect of this uh, astral strike, how do you think that students can maximize this uh, strike um, period, this opportunity that they have? Even though I don't know whether it's an opportunity in these guys, but well, how do you think we can maximize this uh, astral strike?
1: Well, I think, I believe that we should not, we should not be too quick in preach the mantra of, oh, for every, for every setback, the, the blessing, for every cloud, and silver lining, in this circumstance, it's really unfair to the student to say, oh, there's a strike, can't get a job, there's a strike, can't learn a skill. Mm. I mean, if I wanted to learn a skill, I wouldn't be in school in the first place, right? So of course. You, you have to be careful around this subject because students, are not at home by their own means, so they need to think, they need to plan, they need to really be sure that taking the next step is what works for them, right? So, for instance, if you say you want to take up a job somewhere, else, and you don't have the money, you don't have the finance, you don't have the resources, or even the people to get in that place, do you feel like you are doing something bad because you don't have that job? You know, you, you can't you can't say that because it's totally unfair. Anyway, with that being said, I still believe that somewhere or somehow, at least, students can try to do one or two productive career development uh, uh, activities. You know, and it's more, more especially important for most students. Like, so during my, during my time, we didn't really have, I think before I got into the university, there was a strike action, 3 in a lasted for about one year, but all through my in university, I didn't really express like My final year, next time I came in. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. what, what I did then was I tried to focus more on my um, writing, focus more on really thinking ahead. What do I want to do with my life? I started. To, I was doing a lot of thinking. I was doing a lot of planning, and although I I already did an internship, okay, I was planning on the internship that would come before then. So I was sending an applications and kind of place I wanted to work in, and uh, that kind of a plan. So for a student I so most the obvious thing to do is to uh, if you've never entered before, you maybe use as an opportunity to do maybe you'll just one more interview in, in the time that you can you, you take a lot of online courses, take a lot of online seminar webinars. For example, the Nigerian Baptist frequently hosts many free webinars. I mean some people may do regular webinars, you know, some of the, a lot of them have been advertised, right? Like this podcast, one of the career uh, advancing material you just need to be to hear. So look for things that speak to your career, and do one or two things of like them. So I mentioned internship, I mentioned writing. Writing is very important. Even if it's writing on topics you're just in talks you know 200, 200 left before the strike or doing the strike, think on pretty of putting an opinion on it out there on so your LinkedIn 500 and I'll say, okay, this is the contribution to this topic. Let it be that regardless of how difficult things are, you could save yourself you know, that you try your best. And I think it's also a time for you to relax, check up on your health. You know, some people Unfortunately, when they have special health conditions that they can't attend to, you are so trying to just take a break and do that. So, then focus on really trying to try to be patient with yourself, Try to be patient with yourself, just to get in school right now. And so, you're doing a lot of self-discovery, so you're doing a lot of introspection. So, be patient with yourself and let the process grow on you. Right? So uh, when you do all when you do all these things and many more that I believe to mention that you have an organic time you spend during the strike, right? So those that, are what
0: I, do, I just think that a student can to maximise his time during this period. Thank you so much, sir. Okay, so I'm Still, of I'm, I'm um maximizing this um, actual strike period, I, I I want to ask that one of the things you said earlier was about career development. You know, uh, I want to ask that, does uh, does it necessarily have to be a career development or course-related activity? Are there you know other ways of um, maximizing ones um, this time apart from your career development? Of course, we know that career is definitely what uh, we, yes. we want to do when we go to school. one of that. If, if I thought i want to learn a yeah, I not want to learn yeah, But, we you know, that the, looking at the, uh, the country we are now, you know, people will tell you that it's not just what you have in your head, it's what other things you have in your hand, what other skill apart from book knowledge. So if students keep just um, reading, writing, internship. everything is just career based. Why not about skill acquisition? Don't you think that it's also going to help? Although to me I think that skill acquisition might help, but it's also have a way of reading you from school activities. You just feel like you see you'll be far from book, you'll be far from like this, full mindset is out of you. In this case is not taking. You might not want to even continue this course <laughs> when you start the school acquisition. So, sir, how about um, skill acquisition apart from career and course-related um, ways of maximizing? Other ways, like skill acquisition, what can you say on that, sir? When you look at it in the broad sense, you, you can see
1: that it's divided into that and career-based or career-related and effort that am not career-related. So let me explain effort and career-related. Whether it is engaging in activities that are related to your field, say, law, or activities that are related to skill acquisition, let's say tailoring, let's say content or digital marketing, they are still career-based. Okay. Because it involves some sort of learning, development, in a semi-formal or formal, Academic sense or let the learning sense alone, don't doesn't too scientific, but in the learning sense. So, even if you are interning, or even if you are joining a volunteer organization, or even if you are developing content for people, or you're just selling or learning a, a, a digital skill or some type of skill, it is still career oriented. But what is career really? What a career? So in that sense the flexible sense because it is not a leisure, it's not a leisure. You are doing it to learn, you are doing it to give value, you are doing it to receive value, you are doing it to improve yourself. So all those efforts are in that sense you can you can send them career. Then the other ones that are not strictly career in the sense of maybe there are personal issues you have to deal with, English, right? Maybe they are maybe you want to improve on your behavior. Right? relationship with people, or let's say this is the period you say you want to be closer to your family, or this is the period you say you want to explore new places, go out, see friends, it's also a good way of maximizing the period, because you need to and you need to have a life, right? So those are important, to, but you can see that career-based. So any activity, you can just mention any activity, and it can be classified either career related or not necessarily career oriented, but in, and I think they're all good so long as it is in accordance with what you plan, what you said, and it's something that at the end of the day you feel, including as a the person,
0: then I mean, it's good for you to engage in that thing to so maximize the skill. Yeah, that's true, sir. You know, sir. Uh, students most times have problems with choosing what skill to learn. Apart from like, just yeah. like the second aspect of this, uh, development, you know. Apart from career development like we said, skill acquisition. People have problems with skills, but like you have said actually, it just be what you want, what you think uh, I think it will be in tandem with your career and what you think you find fulfillment in you into. You know, I what I ask myself, how will a lot of students be learning following? What's up? And I'd be like, Well, it's not theatrically, but bad uh, how will lot lost students be learning driving, then baking, all these things are, they are good. But I think this 21st century, apart from all these um, physical skills you can learn, the, the online and the internet is something that is very, very um, instrumental for doing in this generation. So I think that, thank you so much for conducting. That, yeah, that's true, that's true. Yes sir, yes, sir I, will, I want to ask too. Sir, I'm um, using your personal experience, just like you earlier mentioned, but I didn't get to uh, understand some of what you said. I would like to ask that, how did you um, maximize your um, time or your opportunity during the SOP? through Although you said that um, during your time, you, you didn't actually experience this shoot-through like, Unlike we, we experienced it from every year, even before we got admission, there was strike, when we admitted there was strike, one year after the strike, three years after, like the strike is just current. So, so like, during your own time, how were you able to maximize this um, opportunity, what actually, we're actually interested in what you did.
1: Being your undergraduate um, base and that, that this. doing this actual period? Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, we didn't really
0: experience
1: a very long period of strike. I think that was before my final year. If I got to my final year, there was a strike for about one, two months. I don't think it got to three months. But that period was still very tense because we are getting into final year. You know, the feeling around getting into the final year, you feel like so it's the last step. You don't want anything to spoil the plans you've made. You just want that family to, to be executed perfectly. So we are afraid about getting an extra year. But then, during that, period, like I said, given my condition or my situation, I didn't really have the opportunity to take up on a new internship at that point. But it's something I, I wanted to do, and I planned to take internship at the end of that year, which I eventually did. But internship was one of the things I would have done and I had asked people to do. Uh, I was also able to write I did a good number of writing, professional writing at that point in time. I just like to write personal. So it was something I also did then. Then I used the opportunity to just with my friends, to connect with my friends, connect with people who are special to me. Being in touch with them, giving ourselves
0: hope, encouraging ourselves.
1: Because that period was not a plan period where I say, Oh, there is strike I mean, maximise it one hundred percent is very fantastic to reason in that sense because your mental thing would be will, will be something that it to be very small to us yourself as, as perfectly as you would, but just make the m- most of the period and and be kind to yourself. So just for somebody who may want to understand what they, what they should do, take up internship internship is the go-to is the go-to thing you need to do as a lost student. Maybe for that people who are not lost, they may have some other kind of internship, but as a lost student, that is the go-to thing you need to do. Even if it's just a month, you can do a month and say, fine, I'm not doing it again. That's That do. It, it covers it covers. A reasonable uh, amount of experience. Like right, if you can. Read up, read, take up courses. Then, yeah, there were a couple of online courses then, but now there are so many online courses. Even if you pay for those you don't pay for, pick as many as you can. Be involved in their activities within the professional space. On Twitter spaces, on LinkedIn, following new News Suite, they are interesting developments in the area of professional. Use your just just read consume as many as possible. And then before I forget, try to read your curriculum. So if you're fortunate enough to have given to have been given a course outline or your course is written, read ahead. But I will assure you I didn't do it during my own time because when I open books book like this, I've
0: yeah, got
1: but that was not for my law school, the law school was an technologies. For university it was very difficult. But if you know that maybe your grades are not so good, or you need to remedy your grades, ah, this, this is a saving place for you to do so. So you know, you know that some courses you have to rectify. This you know, there's a period in you need to actually cover them. You don't have this opportunity again. And once school resume, it will be so fast. So that's are what I think
0: thank you so much sorry I, I want to say something clear for what you said earlier uh, so about this um maximizing this these strike, to like career development professional mm-hmm. courses and the rest of them so I want to ask what I'm saying that i'm particularly interested in the fact that the world is basically uh, a the 21st century is all about the internet, the computer space, um, and the rest of it. So, um, as a lawyer, as a practicing lawyer, so what are those um, online skills or those internet skills you think will be unnecessary for law students or for intending lawyers? Because most of us, apart from the internship opportunities and this saving grace to uh, meet up with your studies, um, those are us that will want to go into skill acquisition, possibly online skills. So what do you what are the recommended online skills you think that will be needed for lawyers, and um, getting more um, lawyers?
1: So the two things are like the difference. First,
0: you need to know
1: that as a student you are perpetually learning. So everything is not for perfection but to learn and I mean, so not part of the message of life. Right? So I wouldn't want to speak and give the impression that the students was the perfect. You must have everything. You lockdown. You must do A, and in doing A, you must achieve B, and achieving B, and so on. So it is the learning curve, and what that learning curve is, there are very low edges. So when you see those raw edges and you are not getting the expertise that you're expecting, know that it comes with the stage of being a student.
0: Right now, the next
1: point I need to make is that. As an intending lawyer, you need to see a pattern. You need to see a pattern from the present to the future. And the future is not too far out, two three years. Right? So you need to see where I am now, where I'm going to, what is the length, how do I get there, where do I see myself? It's a very simple but profound question. So if you see yourself going in a particular direction, you need to now think, what do I do to get to that place? And that's why it's important to ask questions, it's important to be exposed to discussion platforms, for example, in this podcast. It helps put your training, your planning into better perspective. With all that being said, you need to know how to break into your profession. What What type of practice do you want to go into? You understand. Okay. If you know the kind of practice you want to go into, it will help you know the competency to build as a student. the truth is that employers, your bosses, your future bosses know that you are going as a, a greenhorn. Nobody expects you to be perfect there. Yeah, you still learn and learn. In fact, you will keep learning for most of your early years. But what I want to know is have you done some basic things that we can we don't need to teach you I there some basic things you, you know, incorporated into your, your, your study goals that you don't need to teach you? Now, one of that is understanding having a good command of language, communication skills. It's very important to have good communication skills in the language of your profession, the corporate world, the business world. It doesn't mean you have to speak like an expert, but he's understanding some of these nuances. And it comes from exposure to yeah. so, internship, for instance, right? Then, want to know how well have you been doing to stand out in terms of your grades? Students tend to overlook so, so, so that, that Grades are very important. Grades are very important give it the opportunity to be held. So what on your grade too. It it's almost within your control, right? That's right? They participate in brief writing competitions, they help for writing communication skills. During that time, I wish I did a lot of brief writing competitions, but I was not really ex- I did a lot of area development mm-hmm. to my 25th all right. The president of my uh, seven organization there was I was not engaged in many of those things because of time constraints and running so many offices or running some offices. So engage in those competitive competitions, international competitions, national competitions, virtual competitions, be actively involved in those so that somehow, somehow you are learning. Because trust me, if you finish a competition or challenging task, you become better. And if a challenge within what you just saw appears in the near future, you'll be able to handle it better. Right? Then you understand that a lot of things are happening with right? the But it doesn't mean you have to be a computer expert. That's what people tend to, um, to to misconstrue. So as far as my concerned, what you need to know is how is the tech space shaping the business of law. How, how is AI, uh, coding, cryptocurrency, how are they shipping law, Nigerian law, the practice. How, how, is, how are cross-border transactions affecting mm-hmm. law? In your own view as a student, when you read uh, law, you we advise this Indian company or this English company, as just read about it to know what exactly they're saying. Mm-hmm. You don't get the 100% just. Try to see yourself that. I want to start at this type of practice. If it's litigation, for instance, the investment development that we call me we for those things stimulate your your intellectual inquiry in this areas as a young person. Reach out to mentors. will be close to your mentors, your lecturers, engage in discussions with them. Information will come out that you don't know about, that you may not know about. Just be on your toes. So at the end of the day, you see that you are moving one step closer to the place you, you want to be at. So, um, it is about seeing yourself where you are now, where you want to go to, and how do you get there. And getting there is mistaking most of these steps that I've mentioned. But then it is not it is not a linear approach. It is not a 0 something that I say, oh, if I do A and B and B, sometimes you have to reflect with me, right? Let's if maybe you plan to get some grant or maybe plan to win some competition, and it doesn't happen. It doesn't mean you are you failed, but it doesn't mean that you need to channel your energy maybe to something else that will give you satisfaction or give you the results you need. So for me, for instance, let's assume I wrote in a competition and I did I win. I don't think that my idea is a good composition and actually I put online. You it's a win-win. Right? So yes, that's something people can, can can engage in. And then, um, mentors are very important. You know, and I don't mean mentors who have to necessarily be close to, but people you can see from a close distance and look at what they did when they are doing best when they are students, what do they do. They can follow their footsteps and improve on what they have achieved. And like you see, by the time you know it, you're already becoming a belt yourself and people are saying, oh, I'm looking up to you, I'm looking up to you. And I'm sure maybe you were some getting something like that. It's taking all those actions that you see in positive, positive effects. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Yeah. That, that That was actually eye-opening. Thank you for those points that you've actually highlighted to us. So we, we would like to ask for the sake of time. So, um... Like you earlier mentioned during the course of um, answering earlier question, you said that during your undergraduate days, you were only able to uh, do some set of things. So our next question is that we want to know uh, as a postgraduate and practicing lawyer, we want to know what what are those things that you wish you were able to do during your undergraduate days? What are those things you wish you were able to achieve? But you were not able to for one or two reasons. But we wish you had the time to actually achieve those things. And why? Because we we, we don't want to get into a situation where whereby we now start regretting. So we want to know ahead what are those things you wish you did, and why. I
1: I don't think I have too many regrets for my university days. I would say I was very proud of what I did in my university days, given the results that they gave to me there are not many with it. the only thing I can say I wish I was able to do more was international exposure Like being able to participate in international competitions, international challenges, public traveling, because I felt that was the next frontier should I conquered. Many things I didn't know, I, I felt for me, I, I was good when it comes to Nigeria. So because I wasn't I was not really exposed to some of the information that many that many students have today. So I, I didn't know the right approach to go in terms of international exposure. So perhaps me told you regret I have and how would I have recognized if I if I can go back and find you networking know, with students who have that international exposure? Is just a simple as like that network with them and uh, build on that the value of that network. Work hard, give value to the process. You know, what have mm-hmm. achieved what you what you want to get from that international network, yeah. it's not just enough skill, what you? Know, are you doing yourself good enough to maybe to, to do well in these competitions for you instance, know, to, to source for funds and all those things? It's not easy, but I think if I had done I would have said probably my university there would have been a hundred by one hundred. Like, so that's just it. But in other, every other aspect, I think I was fairly good because I particularly, uh student leadership as best I could. I came out with a very good grade and uh, did good internships during my time. So you can see that many many of the things that a, a, a student used to do, I, I did a lot of them. But just that international aspect
0: was what I I thought about including. the Wow. Thank you so much. So that international aspect, are you. In any way in the middle
1: of it currently? Uh, well, as of now, not really not really so much. No, not really so much. Not at all. I'm getting frank. Uh, because of you know some time constraints, but it's something mm-hmm. I would get to as part of the future academic plans. But for now I'm just looking to it. You know, it's different as a lawyer now. You're not a student, so the kind of things you sit out are quite nuanced. But I have plans for that in the near future.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, so one, one, one more question we ask is that, um, from what you've said, of course, one, even one who doesn't know you, of course, can uh, imagine the kind of portfolio you have. And from all the academic feats that we know of and your recorded achievement, of course, the first time I got to know about you, I was like, <laughs> it's just like when you were seeing having a mentor from far. And you might not be close to him, but you just know what you or she is doing, and you try to do those things, you know. At some time I was just like, I want to follow you in every platform in one or two ways. I just want to get to know more about you. And it's really a privilege to have you uh, in this session with us, Because I want to know that um, seeing your high profile and academic feeds and your record that you make, I want to know sir, please, what would be your advice to students who desire to follow your path, people like us, who desire to actually be where you are now, and... Because have to follow those path that you've laid. What would be your advice to then upcoming um, students, both law and non-law students, sir?
1: Well, you have to ask yourself why. Why do you need academic success? Why do you mean that academic success is important to your life? Is it important to the next stage of your career? Is it a question of survival? Is it something you can just do without? If you don't answer the why, if you don't need the bad enough, trust me, you don't have incentives to achieve academic excellence, but I don't know if I can use it okay. so you, okay. you must want it bad enough, right? You must want it bad enough. You must, you must take a place in your plan, in your future plan. Understand? So it, it doesn't make sense. If you don't see how it fits into Do your it. life story, motivation, there will be no motivation for if I uh, 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 success. So for me, it was a question of okay, I know if I can do my best as much as I can, maybe I can get audience, I can get opportunities. So for instance, you know, if you want to go into good schools, for instance, your, your university and your family and law school grade will be very important in that respect. If you want to get good jobs as a, starting, as a starting graduate, the first thing ever is that it's your grade. Right? Um, so uh, 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 these factors combined that will make you more determined to want to do that. And for yourself, it's also a question of personal pride and so you know, You're putting the work, you're being in this system, and you achieve these great results. It's something of personal achievement. because. If you're doing something, you have to do it well. And if you've done something well, just so it you can your personal value. And of course, for your parents, for people who probably spent too so much money to go to school, just make them happy and proud, right? But the best and most important factor is how does this fit into your own life, how does this fit into your own broad career projection? That way, you get the right incentives to, well, to achieve academic excellence.
0: Thank you so much. So these words are very deep. I hope that God will give us the wisdom and understanding to actually break these things down and practicalize them. So lastly, lastly before we leave, so will, I'm seeing the whole of of course it is the Australian and Federal Government that brought us to where we are, to the And that's the reason why we're having this conversation. Right. So I want to ask, what would be your advice to um, the Australian and Federal Government? Like we earlier said, during um, your take on the ASUU strike. You mentioned some few points, but we want to ask if you are being given a platform to advise the federal government and ASUU on this lingering strike and what kind sort of action they should take. That so we want to know what would be your advice to the federal government and ASUU as a body. Like, if you have to advise them on our behalf.
1: Well, the government have been receiving advice over 20 twenty, thirty days. So nobody is doing anything. Okay. But. For the sake of our conversation, they have to give a good percent, significant percentage of autonomy to the universities, financial autonomy to the universities. Uh, For me, I think that is the basis of all the whole problem. Universities don't need to be going hand in hand the government, definitely need money. The government should not use money like salaries, education trust funds, uh, research and development funds. They shouldn't use it as a characteristic strategy to coerce maybe uh university leaders into some or to to make some political scope so when you do that you're putting this lively you with know, people's educational so uh survival you then you have to look at the issue of corruption. Uh, this one is a very hot, hot spot. The corruption, mm-hmm. what do do? And at the union mm-hmm. level, and at the government level. Sometimes, it's not the, it may not be the case that the money is not there. But well, how do you apply the money? That is where it comes in. Are you not in a factor? So, then, uh, The government must prioritize the good of government, uh, so of education. See, if the government wants education to be, they can do. But for them, it's not just a priority. Look at the money they are spending on elections, look at the money they are spending on primaries, and now the whole thing we are making fun of on, on, on social media. That is what is priority to them, to, do, to the political leaders, to let us spend fortune. So. If they see that education is important to them, they can spend money on education. You understand? Yes. Then there will also be, what well, I would say, financial discipline as far as some project is concerned, at federal and the state level. It's easy to look at the federal government and see the federal government's money and all that, so, but if they see the overall education, well, they are taking the money for education. IGR and um, taxes on, on institutions on corporate um, bodies for education tax and all that so are they doing with this money so there must be that financial responsibility to apply what belongs to the schools to be given to the schools so what you can work on these political issues and policy issues we usually see difference in the university. and then again um. The schools themselves must also step up to take leadership, take up the leadership, you know. You can't just put on blame on the step of the government. But the schools, too. like I mentioned earlier, it's unfortunate, but you see that the schools is, is now like a, a platform for all And that's not really, that doesn't, that's not healthy for our students, for the students. So the school must take up leadership. I mean, this is the academia. They know what the solutions are. Okay. We implement them, but largely, largely the power lies the government. That's why the government must take in the law So hopefully they can give more autonomy and locate money to the schools, and not uh, school to, to the schools, not use the finance as the means of forcing schools to bend to political, don't play politics with the money. And I think we should see some good and hopefully don't let corruption. You know, bring about this appropriation of fees and funds and all that so then let's, let's hope that this happens and we we'll see growth we'll in the investing system in the near future
0: thank you so much we appreciate it so, sir, I believe some, from that said, so as many of our listeners have been able to take um one or two things from not even one of two things make various things from what we've said on how to maximize this astro strike how to maximize and take opportunities of this period that to any a better chance, how to build our grades, career development, involving internship opportunities, online courses, and as many of it, because like we said earlier, our employers will always consider these things when they want to employ us. So thank you so much for your time. We really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much for making our time to be with us. So we want to um, ask the outcome people which are because of course, we have so many of our listeners that would also choose one of two ways Want to reach out to you and also follow you and to learn more from you, just like we always want to. Uh,
1: all right, uh, I'm active on on LinkedIn. I uh, send connection or connection My LinkedIn, uh, on Twitter. I think it's official my handle. Yeah, Devonley yeah, on Twitter. Instagram, uh, started so I'm just with my name to basically see. My profile on even on Facebook. I'm more not active on all those social media platforms. So Always reach out to me then send you a message.
0: Okay. Thank you so much for that. We really appreciate. It. Thank you so much, Ambassador um, um, Mike. I'm We really appreciate. It. Once again, my name is Emeka um, Lawrence, and I'm your uncle. Thank you so much. Please watch out for our next um productivity podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this session. I will assure you that. There are many more to come. Thank you so much. All right, sir. We really appreciate it. All right. Have a good week. Thank
1: you you so much, sir.